In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in May of 2022. Hi, I'm Donna Blanchard. And while we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Welcome, Mickey Weems. Aloha, everybody. Thank you so much for spending another episode with us. What uh, emotions are you feeling right now? After the, the last one, we discussed the Enchiridion, the, uh, the very short treatise that is attributed to Epictetus, the slave philosopher from Rome. Um, so my mind is um, going over what Epictetus has said, going over what the Enchiridion has in it. And uh, is that you find comfort there? I do. It's, um, it brings me back to the, the joy of philosophy that I discovered when I was an undergrad, when I was going to Berea College as a very young man. You said, uh, what did you say? Philosophy prepares you for death? Yeah, there was something that Socrates said. Socrates said that the purpose of philosophy is to prepare, prepare yourself for death. I've never heard that before. I mean, I have just dabbled in my private time without any instruction. I learned about the Stoics through an app. <laughs> hey. Well, Donna, it's quite possible I just made it up and I don't realize it. Oh, oh we should attribute it to you. Because <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I, actually, uh, I, I do think that is that is a Socrates thing. Yeah, it certainly prepares you for life as well. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yep. I find that a lot of what I have seen in philosophy is black and white, uh, specifically, so that then someone like Bertrand Russell can come in and just blur everything for for me anyway, mm-hmm. my limited experience. Um. Uh, And our producer, James Charisma, is typing a note right now, said that Socrates said that philosophy is training for death. Thank you. Yay! For the win. (laughs) All right. So um, you have a really beautiful relationship to the story of your reality right now and moving on and you you mentioned in our last episode that you feel you are in good hands and you are you are seeing signs that are letting you know uh and you heard a voice telling you very early in your life that it's going to be okay and you've lived your life with a um a courageous verve that really bespeaks that uh bespeaks that did i make up that word um uh can i can i say something yeah um now that you mention it did you call it courageous um i just realized it's it's for me it doesn't really seem courageous because i also know the cowardly sides of myself um but it, it's more like trusting it, it's more like i'm a child and the universe is like the parent and i'm trusting it and i'm, I'm trusting my ancestors I'm, a, I'm i'm their child and i trust them that they're going to do the best for me which is one reason since I'm going to become an ancestor, I better get my shite together right now <laughs> so that people can trust me to help them as well. So mm. yeah, I, it gives me incentive to become the best possible person considering who I'm, I'm going to meet my aunt Katie. I'm going to meet my aunt Mary. I'm going to meet my mom. I'm going to see these women who were just so hugely influential and so, so very powerful, especially when they stood together. 
where they, the, the three, those three sisters, when they stood together, it, it was like nothing could stop them. And those are my role models. And those are, so I kind of have a degree of trepidation. Mm. I'm actually going to try to meet with Aunt Mary first because she's the nicest of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she can do run interference with my mom and with my Aunt Katie in case they're mad at me about something, which I'm oh. sure that they have good reason. Oh. I I think that, that that that's that's wonderful, and I I feel like the trust that you have is courage. It takes a lot of courage to surrender to that trust. Maybe this is why I'm in therapy. I don't I don't know, but that's how I see it. Well, that that that's so so, so weird that you use the word surrender. To me, it's just. It's like when a little kid, but like, I, I remember like when, when I would sprain something or hurt myself, I would run to my aunts and my mom when they'd be sitting around the table, smoking their cigarettes nonstop. Um, and they would, and, and they would say, Oh, and they would hold me. And, and I would try not to cry and they'd say, it's okay. You can cry. And I'd go, no. And I'd, I'd be all stubborn, but, but they, they allowed me that. Right. It wasn't a surrender to them. It was an act of seeking. So does, does that make sense? Oh yeah. That's beautiful. I, I don't do the, need... me, me and the word surrender don't get along too well. Maybe, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I am learning to surrender and learning to trust someone other than myself. So mm-hmm. there is a really good reason why I'm in therapy, Mickey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? If that, if that term works for you. Yeah. By God, go for it. Yeah. For me, it makes no sense. But that's, you know, that, that, that's me. So what advice would you have for someone who is in your situation, who has been given a limited amount of time to be here, who does not feel that trust, does, does, um, is scared? What, what would your advice be? The first advice that I would give them is I'm in your corner. I guess it's not really advice. Um, to advise somebody in that situation, the first thing I would want to do is let them know I'm here. Um, uh, whatever decision you make, I'll back you up. I, I am your number one fan. I'm your cheerleader. I'm going to you know, be there for you as much as possible. Um, so I don't, I, I'm not sure if that would fall under advice. So let's see. So, but if they ask me, I suppose that the way I would look at it is they ask me, well, how do you do it? Then I would say, I'm a, I'm kind of a different animal that um, I've had experiences, and maybe this might give them comfort that to know that somebody has had these experiences. I've had experiences that assure me that everything will be okay. It's just like when I read that Julian of Norwich, this saint in the 12, 1200s, she prayed to God to make her really sick to the point of death so she could suffer like Jesus suffered on the cross. And God granted her wish. She thought she was dying. The uh, priest holds a crucifix before her eyes. And the, the, the figure, Jesus on the cross, comes alive and starts talking to her. <laughs> Jesus. And what you, uh, you, you have to read it. It's called her showings. She, um, and what Jesus says to her are some really beautiful things. He says, first of all, um, are you pleased by the suffering I did for you? Are you pleased for how I suffered for you? And Julian of Norris says, yes, Lord, very pleased. And he says, if I could suffer more, I would. I love that. 
Um, the second thing she says is that um, Jesus tells her this, all is well, and all will be well, and all manner of things will be well. So it's, it's like the opposite of what I was raised with, with, like you said, the scary God, right? Uh, you know, the devil and stuff like that. No, it's all is well. It's okay. Mm-hmm. This is while she's dying. This, this is why she, well, the, the, during these three days where she is in immense pain and, and, so, and, and she has these visions, I suppose, as a consequence. By the way, she doesn't die, of course, because that's how she got to write it down. But still, you know, at the time she didn't know it. And I, I think, honestly, she didn't care because all was well, all was going to be well, and all would continue to be well. So, yeah, um, she's, she's famous for those words, by the way. If a, a person has... And and I and I I, I want to be clear that sometimes people will present a problem and say, oh, this happened, this happened, and they don't want advice; they want comfort. Right. But I'm saying specifically for someone who wants some advice, Mickey, you are handling this so well. It's difficult for those words to sink in with me to just believe, to trust that all will be well. Um, would you would you suggest reading more about the saints? Would you suggest, um, and maybe uh, this this is asking an awful lot. But what would you what do you want people to at least be able to consider that are in that circumstance? Look, let me give you perspective. Okay, how old are we? How old are, is humanity? And the answer is, we go back to the single cell. All of those are our ancestors. We went from single cells to multiple cells. We went from the ocean to the land. We went from the land to the trees. We went from the trees back to the ground again. Um, So we have an ancestry that goes back, what, 2 billion years? And possibly even longer than that, if you if, if you look at how life develops and organic you know things happen, I, I don't know I don't know enough about that to, to get into that too much. But in terms of actual life as we understand it, we're old. We have these ancestors, and we come by them honestly. Donna, you have those ancestors. All of those are part of you. You're part of that great stream. You're related to all life because of that. All life around us, we're all related to each other because we all came from those cells back in the primordial soup. You know a billion, two billion years ago. Um, We have that as our heritage. Um, More immediately, we have ancestors that um, gave us culture, that um, gave us the patterns that that we use now, that we think with. Um, I have ancestors that come from the queer community because as a gay man, I had to seek out my ancestors from people that were non-kinfolk. That's why I looked to Frankie Knuckles, to uh, Larry LeVan, because those were the people that started house music. And that particular queer innovation has been the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Um, um, any of the activists that um, fought for our rights. Those are my ancestors, and I'm proud of them, and I'm try- hoping to try to make them proud of me, too. Um, I have ancestors through Condomble going back to the gods themselves. I have ancestors through Christianity. I have ancestors through Islam. I have ancestors through all these various paths that I've taken because each of them has a mythic reality. And that reality, I can see more and more clearly every day. So I would say within, within you, what, what resonates as your ancestry? What, what, what can you appeal to? 
because they're you know you are their child you are literally you know this this is no exaggeration you are literally their child so seek seek them seek them for comfort seek them for advice I don't know if that makes any sense, but hey, I gave it a try. It, it does. I'm gonna. It's gonna take me a little while to absorb that. I uh, <clears throat> I have not thought about that way, or nor felt been able to feel any comfort in that. But I want to spend some more time wrapping my mind around that. You t- you talked about feeling um, closer to your ancestors every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Susan has a good follow up question for that susan do you want to pop in and ask oh sure you know um mickey when you were talking a little bit about how you're seeing signs of the universe just giving back um in spades so often um you know i was thinking you know just uh, you know there's those beautiful signs of seeing you know a rainbow and a moon but you know are there also do you find that certain memories you know from your past or or, um, you know, even just, you know, relatively recently, but that just keep coming more and more to mind? And, and do you feel like they're t- kind of telling you something or, or helping you with something as well? Let me think about that one. Memories. Um, memories are real helpful to me, not necessarily that I think back and take comfort from them, but that I use them to connect with people that love me. How do you, when, when, when somebody sends you a note, how do you let them know that you really do see them? Well, you bring up something that they did, that you shared. You bring up something that might be funny. You bring up something that could be potentially embarrassing, but they would, they, but they would get and they would laugh at. Um, so memories are what I use to reconnect with people. Because some people have, been, have contacted me that I've not spoken with in years, in decades. So the first thing I try to do is, okay, go back in your memories and find something that linked you to them and establish the link based on common experiences. So I guess, I guess for me, memories are more of a tool to, to connect with others. Um, do I use them to comfort myself? Like, um, I think they do, but I really like, like the memory of my, my aunts sitting around the table, smoking their cigarettes and, and putting me on their lap when I come up to them. Um, that um that's not something I, I normally do as a go-to but it's there it's always there i'm always that kid when you said that i could just imagine the smell <laughs> <laughs> you know and i i I, so I don't i'm not saying that cigarette smoke is a bad smell like there's a nostalgia in the, in that scent to me also well let me describe to you the scenario so when my aunts and my mom would get together they're they're their sisters out of a family of seven um and when they would get together the three of them especially my aunt mary my aunt katie and my mom um that um the families that they, they would sit at the table in aunt katie's uh dining room light up their cigarettes and basically they would chart out our lives and around them was this maelstrom of kids and husbands all around them but they're like the center the calm of the storm of, of, of this hurricane of activity and everybody that well, I had more harmony and more good, good times when our families were together than I, when, when I was alone with my own family, because we had such issues between each other. But when we were with the cousins, the dynamics shifted in a very good way. And it was, and, and I think part of it was because the ants were right there and what were they doing? They weren't looking at us. They were looking at each other and everybody was coming to them. 
they would stop and check with them. And they, of course, would take care of it. And they'd go back to discussing stuff amongst, the, amongst themselves. So that's that, the scenario. Yeah, there's a vortex that forms w- uh, mm-hmm. among women who are, are open and sharing and giving and loving with each other. And um, it, it is uh, palpable. What a beautiful memory that is. I, uh, my dad um, had a very long, slow decline from a, because of a um, catastrophic car accident that left him with brain damage that um, kept him ever from returning to us the way he was before the accident. And he would, he, the stories he would tell that we had never heard before about his childhood it seemed to become so much more vivid to him he couldn't be relied to tell you what happened a half an hour ago Mm. what he had for lunch but he none of us knew he worked on an asparagus farm when he was a kid you know we we got those stories and um he uh after he stopped recognizing me as me he he thought i was my mom and Mm. we look very similar and then as he seemed to pro- regress further, and I don't want to use the word regress, he, pro- he progressed further and further back in my life. Then I became his little sister. Wow. Uh, he brought, cool. he sort of brought us with him yeah, as he clearly got closer and closer to that, or they, maybe they came closer and closer to him is a, 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 a different way to think about it. I, I think that... Um, those memories and looking forward to seeing your aunts uh, and your mom is with trepidation, (laughs) with, with trepidation and without trying to manipulate any situations, you want to visit with the, (laughs) the more gentle of the ants first. Um, That's really lovely. And I can imagine how that would give you something to look forward to. Well, it is a, it's a strategy I've used before. When I came out to my parents, I came out to my mother first because I knew that she would take it the hardest. I knew my dad would be okay with it. But by coming out to my mom, I told her, I have something to tell you, but I'm afraid to tell my father. Mm. My mother has always defended me against my father when he was the most brutal. She was there for me. So I knew that she was not going to be happy with me being gay. But if I brought in my father and said I was afraid of him, her, you know, no. Tigress mother would come through and she said, oh, I'm going to defend my cub, right? Um, and so I, I told her and she said, well, well, let me tell your father. <laughs> and I knew daddy wouldn't have a problem with it at all. And I, I was correct, but it, you know, it worked. Maybe a slight bit dece- dece- deceptive, but my mom is Irish enough to appreciate the, the um, dexterity in speech that I, I, I know she didn't mind. Yeah, she's probably happy to be able to be that yeah. person for you. She'd go, oh, you rascal, you. Uh, Kolohe. Yep, I was Kolohe, yep. <laughs> Do, it, so, but you said you're worried that your mom and your aunts are going to want to get at you. Are you are you thinking that they're going to have beef with you about something in life? Yeah, um, I'm Muslim. <laughs> That's the first. Oh thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be a big deal for an Irish Catholic boy. <laughs> you know, speaking of ancestry, right, uh, Mickey? There, I don't recall a whole lot of Muslims in your ancestry, there, son. So, um, yeah, that 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 would be one. Um, who knows? Because I've pulled so much crap in my life, you know. That then 
they would be the ones that would bring up receipts. Uh, but Aunt Mary, Aunt Mary would say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I'll smooth things over. I have a feeling that those ladies will say, oh, yeah, look what you got away with. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're so proud of you for having the cojones. To... <laughs> There's got to be an Irish equivalent to cojones. Um, there is. Um, There's something along the lines of chuspa. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, you are uh, feeling pretty good f physically now yeah you're yes, you doing, I am. how are you doing and still you know it, this it's like dr oka like like my i don't want to name the names it's like i don't have the permission it's like my oncologist said to me um if the treatment goes successfully with the targeted radiation and the exjiva to keep my bones strong then what's going to happen i'm just going to start slowing down and that is happening so but it's happening at such a slow rate and it's not necessarily that my that I'm less functional because in some areas I'm becoming even more hyper aware to where um, there are gifts that are coming to me. Not that things things are not being deprived, but things are being added in my life and uh, my ability to perceive and my ability to to talk. Even I'm in some ways I'm I'm developing an eloquence that I didn't have before, and I surprise myself. Well, bully for us, man, <laughs> that you're uh, feeling that and able to share it here. And that's, that's got to feel good. I hope that, I hope you know that we need the lessons that you're imparting. You are needed here and we're happy to be sharing the journey with you. I, so uh, I have to wrap up, but I hope that you continue to get the sleep that you need and feel <laughs> good and get to the club and um, continue to see those rainbows, which honestly, you see them every freaking day here in mm -hmm. Hawaii, but that you notice the rainbows. Uh, we all need more of that. Yeah. Thanks for, especially this episode. Thanks for, uh, for all of us. I think no matter what your position in life and with your help, uh, health. This was an especially good one. Thanks, Mickey. Opshaw. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.